When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan at Thunder Jazz, and I'm here with a word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Just head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that is BLE50 in all capital letters, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to last week. Oh, no, wait, that's John Oliver. Um, (laughs) How do we usually start these things? (laughs) Welcome in to another episode of the Topic Thunder podcast. Okay, welcome. I was close. (laughs) But I mean, hey, man, you riff, you you, you go on your own, man. That works. This this is your host, Stephen Dolan at Steve Thunderfan. I am uh, moving on up the ranks. I just just came on for the first time in months last week, and here I am hosting already. Quick promotion, quick promotion. Uh, I'm joined. It's today. either it's e- it's either a promotion or the other person didn't want to do it, so <laughs> just put you in charge of it. So. <laughs> Hey, that's how promotions happen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that other voice you hear is Alex Roy. Although Alex, have you heard? Uh, and it again, it's been I haven't been on here much, um, but back in the day, I was told a few times that people have a hard time distinguishing between your voice and mine. Have you heard this? Really, I've not I heard that at all. I know it surprises me too. But you always, I think, I guess you sound different in your head than you do. IRL, like I like I don't know so. like. I don't know. I guess like your voice is more like intellectual asshole and like <laughs> mine is just asshole. Like, so <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I think it's just like in contrast with like with Dylan, who obviously he has the distinctive accent and then he a little bit higher pitched. And I think just when me and you were together, especially bounced off of some of the other people, like just our low voices kind of like, Maybe it's not so confusing if it's just the two of us. Yeah. I guess we'll find out if they think well, we're I mean, just talking like, to ourselves. Grow, growing up, like every R and B group always had that one deep voice guy. They never <laughs> had two. 
So maybe that's the reason why you haven't come on the podcast here, you know, a lot over yeah. the past couple of years because we can't have two we can't have two deep voice gentlemen on here. We can only have one. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have get it get diversity in pitches. Um so it, we are in the doldrums of the oh season. God. We're in the depths yeah. of it, man. I, there's like nothing to talk about. I mean, I know like all the all the pods are talking about Robert Sarver and I mean, I think they've got it. They've got it covered, you know. Mm-hmm. No good, very bad. Don't do it. Um, so I, I never, I never realized how hard it is to get rid of an owner, and it kind of makes sense because you yeah. know you have, you have, you have only thirty guys in the entire world that have invested so much money mm-hmm. and so much time into getting you know these franchises going and and things of that nature. And so, yeah, you don't necessarily for every mess up and every slip up, you don't necessarily want to set a precedent um, mm-hmm. that you know you can get rid of this guy pretty easily. With that said, um, you know, like a lot of people like to harken back to the the Donald Sterling thing, but his situation is completely different than Robert Sarver's because his was a situation where he was getting older, he probably didn't have all his faculties, and so his wife actually went ahead and took over. Uh, control of the team from him, you know, through legal matters, through legal means. And then that's, you know, that's the point where, you know, they sold the team. She got $2 billion from the deal. Um, and then the, everybody in the situation, other than probably Donald Sterling, outside of the money, was pretty happy of, of the outcome. This situation right here, there's nothing much that Adam Silver can do other than maybe answering questions a little bit better. Um, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really botched that up, didn't he? He, I he mean, really did. He could he could give a longer suspension, but who knows what that even means? And I I just feel like I think every, it's probably like a ninety nine percent agreement. Everybody that like the punishment wasn't enough, mm-hmm. so the, we can start with that. Like the NBA should have done more. Okay, done. But having said that, I think more will happen. Like we've already seen some sponsors back out, like their Jersey patch sponsor, PayPal already is saying we're out. If really when he comes back when his suspension's over, if he's still there, we're out. Um, the second largest owner of the Suns is calling for his resignation. You got Chris Paul and LeBron speaking up loudly on social media. So like, I just think if we just let it play itself out a little bit, like I guess it's possible he holds on till the new TV deal, or if they're going to welcome two new teams in, he probably wants his cut of that. Um, yeah. But I think he's probably a short timer at this point. So, yeah, I think so. And I mean, hey, he, you know, there's a lot worse short time situations out there. Like he's <laughs> going to get out and he's going to get a whole bunch more money than he put into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, no, don't, don't cry for me, Argentina, when it comes to Robert Sarver. He'll be okay. Yeah, I think that's enough of Robert Sarver. I, I think so. So annoying. Um, okay, so Cheap it asshole. being the uh, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> not even a good owner in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was thinking what we could do is, and I Sam Vecini was doing this on his podcast, so this isn't like groundbreaking idea, but the Vegas over unders are out, and I know they bounce around a little bit, but I think things have pretty much settled down. Like Donovan Mitchell trade happened. It seems like the Nets are staying pat for now. Um, seems even like Russell Westbrook might just be there at Laying least around. this season. Yeah. yeah. So like I think we're kind of set at least 
to get the season rolling. Um, so I was thinking we could just go over the under over unders and just like go down the list. The list we're using is from VegasInsider.com, which is the first Google result. <laughs> so I didn't look too hard. Um, and I just think it's funny looking down this list. Like you can see that at some point they made this list in decreasing order of wins but then that they made it before the Donovan Mitchell trade happened. <laughs> so, and then yeah. didn't reorder the teams. So you still have um, Cleveland sitting here and it says they're over under 46 and a half, but they're sitting between the bulls and blazers who have 43 and 40. 40 yeah. And then down at the bottom or close, not as far to the bottom as you would think are the jazz who are sitting between the wizards and the Kings at 35 and 32, but there's this 26. So they just, they just, Switch they their just numbers, changed the numbers. They yeah. yeah, they didn't bother to move them up and down. I just come on, Vicini. That's that's lazy. Oh no, 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 not this. This is not Vicini. This, oh, is, this Vegas is Vegas Insider.com. Vegas Insider. Come on, Vegas Insider. Come on, Vegas Insider. Okay, so I figure we'll just start at the top and then um your standard NBA fan would probably want to start at the bottom with the bad teams and work their way up and crescendo with the good teams, you know, but us being fans of the team we are, I thought we should probably just go down the list and end up with the teams more relevant to us where the yeah. interest is, you know. Our our climax is at the bottom, baby. <laughs> All right. So uh first up, we got the Boston Celtics over under fifty-five and a half. Um I would say over. I, I think so he so there's a possibility of like a finals hangover for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that they didn't really start flourishing until after, you know, the new year last year. Um, and so, you know, it took them some time to get used to MA Udoka's system. Um, I think it took them some time to kind of gel together under his system. And so once they did, they kind of took off. So um, looking at 55.5. I would probably take the over. Yeah, I just realized that we should probably pull up. I pulled up last year's standings just to kind of get a feel for like the win loss and like what's normal and what's like a lot. And there were only two teams last year that went over 55 and a half. Memphis went 56 and then the Suns hit 64. So 55 and a half is a big number. Um, Remember, though, weird season last year. With all the COVID stuff in January. Yeah, yeah. And and the Celtics only got better. You know, they added Brogdon and like they and you know, they started the year super super slow. Um and they, so they got rid the, of Schroeder. Danilo Gallinari's ACL. Danilo Gallinari's ACL. Maybe they're gonna bring Melo in. I've seen a lot of rumors about yeah, that. That them. would be cool. But they only did fifty one last year. I, I think I'm just gonna hit the under because fifty five and a half's a lot. And just if anything, if they have a slow start at all, let alone an injury, they're going to go under that. I'm just going to play the what I feel like are the odds there. Sounds good. Should we do a disclaimer? This is not to be taken as gambling advice. We are not professional gambling advisors. And please don't don't abuse gambling. <laughs> you, people, what what is what is what is it that they say? What is it that the ad used to say on the uh, down the dunk? Um, what is it? Uh, unassociated people in Michigan, Mich- or Michigan disassociated persons, disassociated persons. What the hell is that? 
I don't know. I looked it up one day just to make sure it wasn't me. And and it's not. I'm not allowed to gamble. In, I'm in the state of Washington. We can't do anything at all. Um, like if I go to any of these gambling websites, it just is like, no, no, no. You're in a bad state. Really? Just by my based on like my um, IP address or whatever. Why well, you need a VPN player? Yeah, I guess. Well, I I don't really have that much occasion to have one, right? Because I have League Pass to watch the Thunder. Uh, and it's actually great because being out of market, like I get every single Thunder game on there. I mean, you would think that they would black it out where you're at. Yeah. Like, well, so I even I get the Blazers the home game. I get the Blazers blacked out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we get the we get the Mavericks and the Thunder blacked out here. Yeah. So like I have it better watching the Thunder up here since I get League Pass than people in Oklahoma do with League Pass games getting blacked out and Bally Sports being what it is. Shit. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> So anyway, next up, we've got the loading of this Milwaukee Bucks. the Milwaukee Bucks fifty-two and a half. We've got kind of a bunching of fifty-two and a halves here. Bucks, Suns, Clippers. Yeah. They put those all at the same number. Hmm. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. So Milwaukee Bucks fifty-two and a half. Let's see. What they say won... you? 51 last year. Yeah. Battled um, injuries. Chris Middleton battled, battled injuries. injuries. Yeah. Brooke Lopez was out for most of the year. I think I'm going to say over because I already did one under. And I like to try to split them pretty close to 50-50. So I feel like that one's kind of a toss-up. So I'll, I'll just lean over based on um, trying to even the math out. I'm, I'm also going to go over. Uh, I think, you know, I think this is a, a 54, 55 win team. Um, the East is is top heavy, but I still think that the middle to the bottom of the East is weaker than the middle to the bottom of the West. Um, right. And so, yeah, yeah there's a lot, there's the, a lot the, been made about how the East is like really strong and that's true. But yeah, I agree. It's just like the top, like the top mm-hmm. four, maybe five is like really good in the East. Yeah. But it whereas, falls off pretty quick. Yeah, whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, you, you usually just had, like, one championship contender in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have at least three or four championship contenders in the East. And so, yeah, I, I do think the Bucks, the Celtics, um, the 76ers, the Nets, I think they're going to feast on those bottom-layer teams in the in the East. And they're, you know, they're going to stack up their wins. Um, and so for, the, for Milwaukee, I think they're going to go over. Okay. We're in agreement there after splitting on the Celtics. Um, maybe we should be writing these down. Maybe I'll just go back and listen and write them down later. Yeah, maybe I won't. We'll see. Dylan does that. Dylan's the one that does yeah. that. He's our <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's got he's the night keeper. off. Yeah. <laughs> he's our stack keeper. <laughs> All right. Next up, also 52 and a half, the Phoenix Suns. You go for it. Hmm. Phoenix is. Okay. I think we're due for a Chris Paul injury. Ooh. Yeah, I think we are. I think he's – I think they've had – you know, he's yeah, he's had the broken finger last year, but, you know, he was only out for a couple – you know, for like 10, 15 games. Um, I think we're due for a, a breakdown of Chris Paul. And it's not just Chris Paul. Like, we have, you know, Chris Paul, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, all those players from the, from the aughts. Um, you know, they're they're kind of heading into 
the bottom prime of their career. Um, and so I, I do think that Phoenix has been very lucky with Chris Paul over the past two seasons. Um, but I do think that Chris Paul's penchant for getting injured uh, may start to rear its head a little bit this season. Um, so I, I'm taking the under for Phoenix. Interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say over. They I just, they won 64 games last year at 52 and a half. Like, yeah. Okay. If Chris Paul gets hurt, but I mean, they still got Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton should be a year better. Um, where they were able to keep him around. That's just such a, such a steep drop off. I mean, I just, I can't yeah. get there. I mean, and, yeah, and, if, and I wonder injuries, you know, all, all bets are off. True that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, we should probably, we should probably establish in this that injuries don't happen. So let me take that off the table. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 I, no I get no, what no. you're saying. I mean, no, even if you want to factor in like half an injury, like age, it, some know, injuries are more likely than limit. others. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm of the thought, honestly, that DeAndre Ayton is, he's kind of the type of player that plays better whenever he's due for a contract and may take nights off once he gets that contract. I don't, from the little bit that I've heard about DeAndre Ayton, um, that kind of leads me to that. So I, I, I'm with that said, I'm wondering whether he kind of has more of a step back production wise this season because of that mentality, and then maybe steps it up in the playoffs whenever, you know, whenever the lights are the brightest. Um, but with that said, you know, we're talking about regular season. So I do think that 52 and a half. I take 52 wins, so that that would be lower. So I'll take that. Yeah. You know, and he becomes trade eligible in what, January or something. Yeah. So Yeah, you muted yourself. I don't know what happened. You muted. Can I unmute you? There we go. All good. And yeah. we're back. There's no guarantee he's going to be there the whole year. Um so yeah, I get, yeah. I'm still going to go over just cuz Man, dropping by twelve wins would be really something. Like it would. It's kind of crazy they can drop by twelve and hit, still hit the fifties. What a season they had! That's so crazy. What happened last? Year? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the third fifty-two and a half wins. The Los Angeles Clippers. I feel like injury going to play a factor here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a possibility. It's a high possibility. I'm taking the over on this. Really. Los Angeles impressed impressed me a lot last year as far as what they were dealing with and their ability to that that nucleus, that core of veteran players that they have outside of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, their ability to kind of go past those injuries and still be able to compete and still get to a point where they were um you know, they were there at the end. Um so I, I do think that with a healthy Kawhi, with a healthy Paul George, um, that they surpass that win total. I think uh, there's a possibility. I think that they might be the team that takes like the 64 wins, that takes that jump. Yeah, I could see it, but I don't want to see it. So I'm just going <laughs> to logic my way into my desired outcome, which is that even if they don't have any injuries, they're going to load manage PG and Kawhi to such an extent that they only get like 60 games each. And so like, I mean, they load managed the shit out of them last year and they did. Okay. 
not not by uh, their own doing. No, but... they were broken last year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I'll say over too. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say, I'm taking the over, but not sixty four, fifty three. Okay. And uh, up next, the Golden State Warriors, 51 and a half. Um, this one seems a little bit weird to me. Does it? It does, because so they won 53 last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you lost anybody from the championship team. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know, you get Clay Thompson at a much healthier clip. Um, mm-hmm. You get you know, another you get the second year of Kaminga, the second year of Moody. Um, I don't see why they would go down. You know, you can and you can go ahead and load manage, and maybe Draymond Green's injury is something that you know that kind of leaks into this year. Also, his back injury, and maybe that's something that maybe plagues the rest of his career. Um, but I don't see how bringing back Jordan Poole, bringing back you know the the two rookies from last year, and you still have Steph, you still have Draymond, you still have a healthier Clay Thompson. I don't see how you go down in victory. I'm just going to run back everything I said about the Clippers and also go over. <laughs> it works for time. Copy, for time copy paste. Yeah, for time. Copy purposes. paste. Change a couple of the names. Yeah, that's it. Um, up next, Denver. Denver Nuggets, forty-nine and a half wins. This is an over. This is an over, and and mostly because of the division they play in. You know, they play the Thunder, they play the Jazz. Uh, what um, a division it once was. I know, I know. <laughs> how how the mighty have fallen. Um, so you know they're, they're going to feast a little bit there, and you know they're getting back two of their best players in in Jamal Murray and and my and Michael Porter Jr. So and jo- and Jokic never misses time. What a number! I'm kind of shocked that number's so low, honestly. Yeah. Maybe I do need to get a VPN. Maybe they're thinking about I don't know. Maybe they're thinking about adjustment period type. I don't. I have no idea. Some of these no, Some of these things are weird. And if it wasn't for the fact that that Jazz and like I was saying, the Jazz and Cleveland numbers flopped like that, like so I know that this is current. I mean, it says it was updated on the twelfth, so yeah. five days ago. But that's kind of wild low. That's a fifty-win team. Even oh, if yeah. they only get like half a season out of MPJ and like they have to load manage Murray, like that's Jokic is going to be healthy. So how is that not a 51 team? I mean, they were 48 last year. So yeah. yeah. Crazy. You're crazy. Vegas insiders, more like Vegas outsiders. <laughs> um, all right. The Philadelphia 76ers, 49 and a half. Hmm. This is you, man. Uh, over. I think they're going to be really good. I think, I think so um, yeah, I think, I think even I know Harden was like looking slow and whatnot, um, but they were still good with Harden and Embiid. They were shooting like 30 foul shots a game between the two of them. Um, and they're only going to get better at playing with each other. I had to. I have to imagine it was a little bit of an adjustment period for Harden. Like he's never really played with a big who gets the ball. You know, yeah. All his bigs have just been lob catchers, um, or 
shooters. I mean, if we, yeah. if we think about it, like Embiid is basically the center version of him. You know, as yeah. far as you know, as far as how how much he commands with the ball and all the attention he commands, and so there, you know, there there is a there is a situation where Harden becomes just a standstill three point shooter for that team, and Embiid is the one that has all the touches. Mm-hmm. And they so have another. Like, they have so another year. Over under. You say over. So I'll say over. Yeah. All right. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies forty eight and a half. This is where I think they go the under. Mm. I think Memphis. So number one, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to miss some time. Correct. Yeah, I think at least half of the is season. A, a meniscus. Yeah, something like that. A, a meniscus. A foot, something like that. I mean, um, so perpe- informed. Per- perpetually injured, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, and and just I, I think, I think last year everything broke right for them. Um, and I think you know maybe things start to adjust a little bit. Maybe the shooting doesn't go down as well. You know, Desmond Bain isn't the greatest shooter in the world. Uh, John Morant. His shot maybe still doesn't work. You know, maybe he literally follows the the career archetype of Westbrook, where you know maybe he has a couple of great seasons of shooting, but then the rest of it just kind of like, you know, he's just driving to the basket. And the thing about people who drive to the basket all the time is eventually they get hurt or eventually they start to break down. He's very young, probably not going to happen at this time. Um, but I do think they take a step back this year and they readjust probably in the off season. You know, maybe trade some of their rookies to get a better player in there, but I do think this is a year of adjustment for them. So I, I am taking the under. Um, I'm just looking. So I spoke about balance and how I need to have about the same number of over and unders, and I, I don't think I've picked an under since the first one with the Celtics. <laughs> I think I've been <laughs> over every time, just like eyeballing it. Um, and uh, I think Memphis is also going over. So. <laughs> Oh damn! Okay, forget all my strategies. <laughs> Everybody's going over, everybody except for over. the Thunder. Yeah, except everybody thunder over. Just take the Thunder's twenty-five wins and just spread them. There you go. <laughs> Hand everybody. out wins. We're not, we're not giving out L's. We're giving out W's. There you yeah. go. You get a W. You get a W. Okay. Right. Well, you got uh, the L. Dallas forty-eight and a half. Also. Hmm. I will once again take the under. I'll go under here just because yeah. Christian Wood's not not a winning player. Exactly. Exactly. I believe that. Um Miami Heat also 48 and a half. Little grouping there. Uh Miami's situation is a little bit like they're always good. They're just always good. They're always, you know, they're they're static. They're just always there. Great coaching, you know, good veteran leadership. You know, Udonis Haslam's coming back another year. Um, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take the over, but literally like 49 wins over. I'll take the under. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is getting old he is and he has those tibs miles on him but lowry is old he's got long hair though 
<laughs> that might be a Samson type situation. Goran Dragic is gone. Bam Adebayo has hit his ceiling and then will no longer improve. Tyler Hero's a scrub under. Wow. Okay. I wonder I, I do wonder how the Tyler Tyler Hero situation is going to play out because after his first season he looked like he was going to be a a great number 2 on a team and I mean he was he was the sixth man of the year last year, right? Wasn't he, who was the sixth man of the year? That could be right. That could <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's going to be inter- interesting to see how how they handle his possible um, extension coming up. He's the sixth man of the year. Yeah, I mean, so like it looked like he was in line to be like a great number two after his first season. He's kind of played like the bench role. He's kind of he's kind of done what we wanted Harden. You know what Harden did for us in his first three seasons, also, mm-hmm. um, and he won sixth man of the year also in his third season, uh, but. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, scrub. Uh, Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves forty seven and a half. I'm gonna go over. I think that team is primed to do great things. Well, I Gobert wins regular season games, so I'll go over too. But he's shooting three pointers now. <laughs> it's the hair. <laughs> We've we've heard that story before, Stephen Adams. But yeah, <laughs> no. But I, I think you know. I don't know. Like I, I like I like the Gobert move. I, I don't think you know. Cat plays on the perimeter a lot, uh, a lot more than most other centers do, um, and so I think it may work for them. And I and regardless of those guys, I think Anthony Edwards is the dude. I love how he plays. I love his game. I love his personality. I think he's going to be like, you know, a, a superstar darling in the league for the next decade. Um, and, and, and I do believe that he's Michael Jordan's son. Um, so, oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> he looks just like him. He does. He does. But yeah, you know, I, I like them and, I, and I, I'll take the over for them. I'll take the over too. Um, and I'm, what I'm most excited about for them is seeing how Anthony Edwards plays with an elite rim protector so he can um, get that practice in for when he comes to OKC to play with Chet. Yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, next up, the Atlanta Hawks, 46 and a half wins. I am going to take the over. I like I like the move to get Dejounte Murray. Um, hopefully, DeAndre Hunter stays healthy. Um, and they, they didn't really trade away. Did they trade away John? They didn't trade away John Collins, no, right? He's still there. Or Capella, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I like them. I like them. I, I'll take the over, not by much, but I'll take the over. I'll take the under. Okay. 46 and a half. Um, I won 43 last year. I should take the over, but I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I don't have any reasoning. <laughs> I just don't like the space. Ooh, the Lakers. 45 and a half. I'm going to go under. I'll go over because I want good things for Russ. And I, mean, I do too. 
and I and I I just hope it'll be okay. You know. I, do too. I can't believe he's teammates with Pat Beverly. That's so weird. I hate it. I know, man. It just doesn't seem right. It just but I mean it it kind of felt like I know I don't think you've seen She Hulk. No, no, I haven't but seen any. In, in She Hulk, spoiler alert, in She Hulk, um, she helps out uh Emil Blonsky, aka Abomination. And but first, before she does that, she asks her cousin, you know, of course, Bruce Banner, and she's like, Hey, I'm gonna represent this guy. You had a fight with him in Harlem many years ago. Do you still hold any ill will towards him? And he's basically oh, like, from the Edward. Is it from the Edward Norton Hulk movie? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Edward, okay, yeah, that guy. Okay. And he and, and he was basically like, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. I'm a different person than I was back then. You know, kind of like because he literally is a different person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I to Russ and to Pat Beverly, it may be a situation where, hey, you know, stuff happens in the NBA. Players get injured. People do stupid things and players get injured and now you're my teammate and let's go to war. Um, or it could just be a situation where Russ is going to get traded here sometime, you know, within the next couple of months. But I do think that their win total is going to be under that. Well, I think it's over because Anthony Davis is going to remember how to shoot. It's going to be cool. I don't, think, I, I don't think shooting was his problem last year. Well, it didn't help. I think <laughs> yeah, it was bones. the worst shooting season like ever for him. Glass bones were the problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, another, right back to back, the Lakers and then the Nets. Uh, 45 and a half. Yeah, same over under. Vegas with both of these teams was just like, I don't know. Just threw their yeah. hands up. Put them in the middle. <laughs> Let people fight over it. I'm going to go under. I'll go over. Okay. Bro, you're literally taking the over for every team. No, no, no. No, I'm not. I I did a nice little run of unders there. Try to get back on track with the Hawks and the Heat. Are you factoring in? Mavs. Are you factoring in the midseason tournament? Is that what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what I am factoring in, though, is there's there's probably not going to be any uh, COVID restrictions on Kyrie this season. True, true, but I'm taking the under because I think KD gets traded sometime this year. Well, yeah, then that then they would definitely go under. I mean, we they're probably still going to try to be decent, probably try to do win now moves, and 45 and a half is not that much, so I could see them doing it and still getting to like a decent record, um, especially if it happens any kind of significant way into the season. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on this one, but I, I get the I get the logic for the under. Um, up next, the New Orleans Pelicans, 44 and a half. I'll take the over on this one. I just think a healthy Zion and, you know, all the other players that they have on this team, the addition of CJ McCollum, I think they finally put it all together and, you know, they give us a 48, 49, 50 win season. All right. I'll just be contrarian here and, and do the under on this one and say they had it all figured out. They finished super strong last year, made their way into the playoffs. So Zion's going to come back and just like crush their chemistry. His heart's not in it with the Pelicans. He kind of wants out anyways. He's just going to he's just going to cause some problems, man. That Zion guy, you know. In his mind, New York still doesn't have a superstar. That's right. Loves loves the garden. Loves the garden. 
Uh, Raptors also 44 and a half. I'm going to take the over on the Raptors. Uh, I like their core. I like Scotty Barnes, Siakam, Van Fleet. Uh, I'll take the over. What did they win last year? They made one 48. 48. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. I wonder why the number went down so far. Surely they'll get better, right? I, mean, yeah. I wonder. Everybody's going to go over. Why is it? How is Vegas doing this to me? I just believe the best in people. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Or, yeah, I'll say over on the Raptors, too. Scotty Barnes is going to be better. Like, how are. I don't know what why Vegas is thinking they're going to come in worse. The competition in the East didn't get that much crazier. Um, I don't know. I don't get that one. Uh, the Bulls, 43 and a half. I'm going under. I don't I don't think DeMar DeRozan has a season like he had last year. No. Yeah, this seems like an easy one for me to to grab one of my scarce unders for. Um, although they did have a lot of injury problems. And they did. Uh, yeah, we'll just well, I'll just I'll just go under here. Right, Cuz I agree. DeMar DeRozan's due for some regression. I mean, he was an MVP candidate at least like two thirds of the way through the year last year. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 46 and a half. This is, this is where the order gets messed up. Yeah. So they gained. So just based on the teams that were around them, they gained between three, three and six wins. Yeah. With the addition of Donovan Mitchell, which is, yeah, that's reasonable, reasonable increase, I guess. Um, Let's see. So last year they won 44. 44. And so Donovan Mitchell is worth two, 2.5 wins. And Mobley missed the end of the year too. Yeah. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over on this. Not just, by much. Not by let me much. Just but, browse yeah. the rest of the list and make sure I still have some unders to get to. <laughs> I just I, I think Cleveland it's gonna take it's going to take some time for that chemistry to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once those first 10 to 15 games of the season occur, I, I think this team will start to put it all together. Um, they, have a, they have a good core of players. Um, and I, I just think the East, you know, is, is you're primed to be able to win 15 to 20 games just off the back of playing, you know, weaker teams. Um, so – I think 47, 48 wins is possible for them. Very possible. Yeah, I want to go over too. And and Mitchell helps with regular season wins. He's basically an offense unto himself. The, the Jazz have had an awesome offense like every year he's been there. Um, and then getting getting Mobley back, like they should be pretty great on both ends of the court. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them hit the 50s. Yeah. Until they until they play the Thunder, because if you saw in the video, you know, Shea right. was just cooking Evan Mobley. Cooking him. Straight cooking him. Guy was just hopping all over the place. Fried jumping chicken. for everything. Um, okay, up next, the Portland Trailblazers, forty and a half. Forty. I don't, Portland Portland just seems ugly to me. Um I'm going to take the under. 
I I think they they just seem like a they seem like a team stuck in mud uh, to me. I know they got Jeremy Grant. I know you know Dame is coming back. Um, you know Simmons. He's a good he's a good young player. But it just seems like a team that's a collection of parts, not a team as a whole. Um, so I think I'll take the under. I think they get like 39, 38, 39 wins. Would you? I wouldn't be surprised if they get off to a slow start. If we get start getting some Dame trade stuff, and it's possible, and it's completely possible. And and Dame to the Lakers is not something that would be too far off. Yeah, because he was already like starting his rumblings, you know, mm-hmm. a couple off seasons ago. And then they got quiet back down because they keep making the moves he wants them to, I guess. And, you know, he's loyal or whatever. I don't know how much of this loyalty I believe in, you know. Um, like, Russ was loyal. He also got the biggest paycheck he could get. <laughs> like, exactly. you know, it's a bit of this, bit of that. Everybody's doing the best thing for themselves. It's nice when it aligns with loyalty. I'm sure if it's a, yeah. I'm sure if it's a tiebreaker, that might count for something. But, um I uh yeah, I could just see where we get to you know, January and the Blazers are kicking around the eight or nine seed and Dame's like, you know what? Why don't you give me to LA? The, the yeah. Blazers you've already got. Um you've got Simons. I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm drawing a blank. This is bad because I wanted him in the draft. Who who was their draft pick this year? Oh, you talking about the, the young guy who they had no tape on. Yeah, that guy. Oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. I have to look it up. But they got they got him, and so like just the the guy that played literally like five minutes in summer league. Yeah, like an injured shoulder. Yeah, and hurt his shoulder. Um, his name is Shaden, Shaden Sharp. Sharp. Shaden Sharp. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah. It's so, so funny, they, man. They've got like, him, and like, then they've got their stuff. So- they got the, what they got from the pelicans that they flip for jeremy grant basically so if they can just like they could trade grant get a couple draft picks get those lakers picks for taking on russell westbrook in exchange for dame like it's pretty clean that's like a nice decent start to a rebuild they could just blow it up and start it over right there yeah it's so funny man like you know me and dylan we worked we worked the pre-draft thing for like Mm -hmm. two months there so I yeah. should know every one of these players, man. But it's like one of those things. It's like, so, you know, I'm a teacher. And every every May, I tell my students, hey, okay, when I see you during the summer, I will recognize your face. <laughs> but for 90% of you guys, I'm going to completely forget your name. <laughs> Just because, like, you don't have to remember anymore. Like, your mind yeah. is, Just you know, flush it. it. That- I need the space. I got a new set of 30 coming in. (laughs) need to remember those names. (laughs) And so, like, you know, the draft process, I'm already thinking about Victor and Scoot and Azure and all those guys. And so, like, the ones from last year, just like, whatever. I'll see them, you know, whenever whenever the Thunder play the Port, you know, Portland in some, you know, random February game. I'll be like, oh, yeah. That guy was going to be good. Still on the bench. Still got an injured shoulder. Oh, there's Russ right next to him. Awesome. So yeah, but we're both under on the Blazers. Um, Knicks thirty nine and a half. I'm going under. I hate this team. 
yeah, me too, man. I, they're not going to be any fun to watch. And Tibbs is only going to play their old players and not give oh their young any run. So it's uh, so hella, it's hella mid. Like this team is so mid. It's not even fun. Gross. I don't even really want to think about them that much. And then, and then there were all those. I keep <laughs> coming back to this. I feel like everybody forgot about it, but there was reports that the whole front office was going to get fired if they didn't get Donovan Mitchell. Like people were saying on the record, like their jobs are at stake, and they didn't get him. And I feel like everybody's just like, uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> well. <laughs> well, well, we'll see what happens in Dolan Land. That's yeah. your that's your that's your uncle right there. So, man, I wish <laughs> he uh, wouldn't give you any money. <laughs> I make my. You ever seen success, Succession? I have not. You that you oh, yeah, you got to get in succession. It's great. There's a character, so it's about a very, very rich family. They're in media. And there's a character, Greg, who's just like, he's like a second cousin or something. And has just kind of like glommed on and is <laughs> kind of working his way up just by like failing his way upward and like being friends with the right people. And he's just, he's hilarious. Yeah. That I would, I would do that with the Dolans. Yeah. No problem. I can glom with the best of them. Hey, Unc. What's up? <laughs> I heard your band's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of definition of mid, Charlotte Hornets, 36 and a half. Ugh. This is gross. Um, I mean, so we've reached a point in the team's where like basically almost everything is gross except for the thunder. We're gonna get past the gross to like the to where we have rooting interest of them doing well, to where we care about oh. them. Like so, we just yeah. have to get through this. The the Knicks. Where are we? Knicks, Hornets, Wizards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kings. Um. So and Hornets. Just, like I don't care yeah. about those teams. I'm gonna go under with the Hornets. Um. I think the. Uh, the loss of Bridges, Miles Bridges, you know, bastard, bastard that he is. Um, but I think it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them, you know, player-wise. He was probably their second-best player on the team, and he was he was supposed to have a pretty good – I think this was his fourth season. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, he's supposed to be pretty good uh, this season. I, I just think that's going to hurt him. So I, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I'll take the under too. And, I'm one, and I wonder if LaMelo Ball might be a guy that – we might be uh, talking about with a lot more interest in relation to our future draft assets here in a couple of years. Really? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he see? I mean, I know, I mean I, would you be interested in Lamelo Ball on this team? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Okay. I feel like he's he's Josh Giddy with a better shot right now. Yeah, but what if we had two of them? <laughs> I mean, he's like a lot six of seven. Like, why not? I know. We're just, front, so we're, just just so, Shea, so we're, Giddy, Shea Giddy and LaMelo. That's our one, two, three. So we just want to form the uh, M- MBL All-Stars on this on this team? Yeah, they're scrappy. <laughs> Started with Terrence Ferguson, but now we got <laughs> LaMelo Ball and Josh Giddy. Yep, yep. I'm into it. Um, okay, the Washington Wizards, 35 and a half. I'm actually taking the over on this. I think it's a low Beal, number. Yeah, it is. So Beal, Porzingis, 
I think Porzingis is he I think Porzingis wants to have an FU season. Um and Washington is probably the perfect place to do it. Um, you have a couple East teams that are going to be a lot worse than you, and then you have a couple teams that they're probably going to surprise in the East as far as, you know, playing them and, and winning. Uh, so I'm going to take the over with, with Washington. I think they're going to surprise some people. I'll take the under, and Beal gets traded where he wants to go. Really? He, has a, he has no trade clause, so uh, he gets to pick. And... um. That that's actually that's another interesting Lakers target. That is, yeah. You know, they like Russ down there. Um, but I mean, I think they like Russ with Beal, not right. they like <laughs> Russ by himself. He'd, he'd be fun though. He'd still be fun. <laughs> um, okay, now here the the order gets weird again. I'm I'm actually so gonna adjust yeah, it. Yeah, there you so, go. So Kings thirty. That's hosting. That's hosting. Hey. All right. So Kings thirty two and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think the Kings. I think the Kings got a little bit better. Yeah, they got Herder. They got better. Yeah, yeah, they got they got Herder. Um, Red Velvet. He's good. <laughs> they got Red you know Velvet. Sabonis for the full season. Keegan Murray looked really good in summer league. He did. I think this is a kind of a crazy low number, thirty-two and a half. Yeah, I think it's, it's I more of a, they'll be pushing five hundred. It's a reputational number, I think. Yeah, <laughs> they get yeah, no, five I, just for being the Kings. Yeah, I'll take the over. All right, uh, Detroit Pistons twenty-eight and a half. Ooh, that's where it gets interesting. Um, I am going to take the over, not by much. But I'm taking the over. Maybe 29, 30 wins. I'll take the under for the Pistons, and that's because of my respect for Troy Weaver. I think he's think he's the full disciple of Sam Presti, and I think he wants one more year. One more good pick. Especially they kind of got screwed in the lottery this last year. I mean, I know they ended up still getting their guy, quote-unquote, um, in Jay Yeah, yeah. But, I mean – Reports were kind of that they would have taken Ivy higher if they had had a higher pick, mm-hmm. um, at least four, maybe even higher than that. But so I think they kind of worked out for them, but I think they would have rather had the number two pick and they kind of got dinged in the lottery. So I think they want one more shot at it. Um, all right. Utah Jazz, 26 and a half. Uh, you know. I don't think Utah is that bad. Like, I think they have a hodgepodge collection of players that on any given night can can do pretty good. Um, and I just don't want them to do better than the Thunder at losing. So I'm going to give them the over. I don't care. I know. I'm going to give them the over. <laughs> it's weird. That, so with Ryan Smith, and he's he spent like a large portion of his money to get that team. Um his net worth like wasn't much higher than what <laughs> what he spent on that team, and then you had Tillman Fertitta do the same thing with the Rockets, and then both teams immediately turned to a tank. It's just interesting that that happened two times in a row. You would think that the new ownership, like with the Wolves, right, is like comes in as like let's win now, you know, like well, let's let's have some fun, and play with our new toys. 
but both of those teams seem to be being pretty patient about it. Um, but I do wonder if they, if the new owner will have the stomach for a full teardown. That's true. And I saw an interview with one of the assistant coaches who was talking and, Oh no, I'm sorry. It was their new head coach, Will Hardy. It was, I just remember being a little shocked because he's been in like so many jobs. I thought he was like a young up and comer kind of, but he was kind of an old guy. <laughs> so it took me till halfway through the video. I was like, oh, that's Will Hardy. That's what he looks like. Not um, everybody can be, uh, you know, Mark Dagnall. You know? <laughs> um, but he was talking about the roster and somebody asked him and I expected him to just be like, you know, um, we like the guys we have. We'll see who's still here. Or, you know, like gives or just give something generic. But he really got in pretty deep about how they fit together and like the kind of stuff he was excited to see them. I'm wondering if they might just stick and just be happy. Like you see the people say about the Thunder all the time, right? Where it's like they don't really need to tank. Look at all the picks they have. And it's like, well, we mm-hmm. know that it's our pick that matters the most because we can get that. We can control yeah. that. And I wonder if they might, with their new owner, if he might not have the stomach for a full teardown, it might just be like, Hey, we got all these picks. Like let's let them handle it and let's just try to compete. Maybe that's just me hope being hopeful, but I'll ride that hope to an over. I mean, so, so what I'll say is that Colin Sexton and Malik Beasley to me are not guys that like to lose, you know, mm-hmm. say what you want about the faults in their games, you know, cause they do have faults in their game. But they are pretty good players, and I, I don't think, you know, those guys, from what I've seen, they don't like to lose. They like to stick it in your face. They like to, you know, kind of play to the crowd sometimes. And uh, so, so I, I, I don't know why you made that face. <laughs> stick what in your face? <laughs> then they just made a shot, man. Not anything, not any body part. But, uh, but yeah, like – I think they have like you know they got some dog in them, and so yeah, and so I, I think they'll they'll win a couple games based off of you know that dog in them. All right, yeah, I, I th- you might think more this than is the Thunder. Funny. You might think this is funny because there were people on Twitter lamenting the breakup of Sexland, you know Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. I just took a quick look at Utah's roster and I was like, you know, Sexton's now going to be on the same team with Rudy Gay. You want to make a new duo? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't now, think that's the first time. I don't think that's the first time he's had a teammate that had like sex in his name for some reason. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that's yeah. Funny. Well, well, people people were like, "Oh no, Sexland's breaking up," and I was like, "Look, Colin Sexton is the important part of that group, and wherever <laughs> yeah. he's going, there's going to be somebody you can pair sex with." and make something funny like sex is the important part of that it's not the land (laughs) i I agree agree. all right i'm gonna skip the thunder we'll do the thunder last um okay orlando magic 25 and a half and we're coming up near the end we have like four teams left orlando magic 25 and a half um yeah i'm going under i i think think they're still a bad team I know I'm still like I, I'm I'm way over on my overs here, but I think over. I think so. I heard um, Zach Lowe say something about like he heavily implied that like they're they can't tank anymore. Like their ownership is over it. Um, not and that's not to say they'll be able to be good, but 
they were like tanking hard at the end of last season. <laughs> and if their ownership's really over it, they might, maybe they make a little trade. Maybe they trade for one of these, do something stupid and trade for one of these jazz players. You know, maybe they um, just well, go mean, get a vet or at least just play their best lineups all the time. You know? Well, I mean, I, I think like I look at their guard situation, they have so many guards, so many young guards. And I think they're primed for, you know, if they want to make a move for somebody like a Bradley Beal, you know, they're primed to, to you know, to provide not just young players, but of course, you know, draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that may be something that's very, you know, that to, to Bradley Beal being able to play with, you know, Paolo Bancaro, some of their other young players, it, it may be, you know, it, it, it may kind of entice them. I don't know. Yeah, and if Paulo's half as good his rookie year as everybody seems to think, then that could lead to some wins. I'm going to take the over on Orlando. Okay. Um, I'd, be ha- I'd be happy if that happens. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Pacers, 24 and a half. See, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go over with them, but not by much. But, like, I think Tyrese Halliburton, um, Benedict Matherin, uh, Miles, you know, Miles Turner, I think that's a good little nucleus that they have there. So I think they'll pull out some victories here and there. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Um, under. <laughs> I, need, I just need it. I, see <laughs> I, need it for my, I need it for my math. Um, okay. <laughs> Houston Rockets, 23 and a half. Freaking Houston. Um, uh, I want to say over, but uh, I'm going to say under. Yeah, I'm going to say under. They won 20 last year. Um that's They're going to be starting Shingun. Yeah, that's a bad makeup of a team. Yeah. I think Eric Gordon is either not going to be playing or is going to be traded finally. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shingun, like, I don't know. His defense is really bad. Like, even in the Euro basket, his defense was really bad. Um, I think he'll probably be something eventually, but as of right now, he's just not ready. And they're he's I think he's going to start and play a lot. <laughs> so I mean, he's he's Turkish. He's Turkish Vucevic. I mean, great <laughs> offensive player, but eventually, you know, NBA teams are going to be like go at him, and yeah. he's going to he's going to be played out of out of games, out of playoff games, out of big time games. I feel like the I feel like the thing that people miss about him, like if who haven't like actually looked at his stats or watched him play, is he can't shoot right now, like at all. He is, yeah, he's he's very good at like. He he has good, what's the, what's the word like body control. He has very good yeah. body control for being as big as he is. He's agile. Same, he looks the good. same way. Yeah, the same way that kind of Ennis Canner not necessarily had great body control, but on the offensive end, he had great body control. Defensively, it did not yeah. translate at all. And so I think Singun is just a modern version of that type of player that's able to do great things on the offensive end, um, but not necessarily anything that is very skillful, just something that he knows, he knows how to control his body in, you know, in the paint and in that area uh, to get buckets, but defensively he's going to get played off the floor once again. Yeah. Right now he's a great post player, great passer. That's about it. Like mm-hmm. potential as a defender, potential as a shooter, but neither one of those are real right now. So, I mean, we'll and see. Like you look at it and you say, Oh, oh that sounds kind of like young Nikola Jokic. Um, but the thing about Jokic is that, He's not bad defensively. He's not necessarily, he's not necessarily able to move, but positionally, he's a very good defender. 
Well, and he's huge. He's seven he's feet huge. tall. Exactly, exactly. It's huge, and Singun is not huge. Shingun is small. Six nine, yeah. Yeah, nine. and yeah, he's he's a small guy for a center. So I mean, is he is he particularly agile or is he just little? <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like he's like the little Mario just running around. He's on, a little fellow. On, on um, that's okay. I I didn't mean to make this a Shingun pod. Um, Good job there, host. Spray. <laughs> Spurs twenty three and a half. Also, yeah. So I, I actually think the Spurs are going to be better than Houston. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess I guess I'll take the over, but slightly. You know, Houston was the worst team in the league two years in a row, and I mm-hmm. tweeted a while ago like the process Sixers never did that, the Bobcats never did that, like the Thunder obviously have never done that. It hasn't been since. Um, the Vancouver Grizzlies, Oof. and they actually and they actually did it three times. Um, so Houston, I think Houston might be pushing for that, but I will take the under on the Spurs. I just I don't think they have. I think they have like one good player, and they're probably going to trade. Like I think right now they have like three good players, and they're probably going to trade a couple of them. <laughs> Purtle. Yeah, Pirtle's good, um, and Josh Richardson. I always had yeah. a sweet spot for him. He's a Tulsa boy. Um, and then Keldon Johnson, who I think is the one who will stick around. But I think everybody yeah. else is going to go, and they're going to be real bad. With all that said, Pop is still coaching. That's true. It didn't help him much last year. It helped more than 23 and a half. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, I'll take the under. I, I get it. Yeah. Pop. Pop be popping. Um, okay. Oklahoma last, City but, Thunder. last but not least, or are they? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Over under 26 and a half wins. A full three games better than the Rockets and Spurs. Even with, and this this is a number after Chet's injury news. So I just thought that was kind of crazy that they have us a full three wins, even with Chet out. I mean, Shea's great. So that's that's why. That's the Shea, the Shea bump. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to take the over. I think, like you said, Shea's the Shea bump. I think Shea is going to have a great season. I think they're going to let him cook a little bit more this season. Um, I think, I think Josh Giddy is, he's good, man. I think he's, he's, he's a different breed of point guard in this league. Um, and I think he's going to start to show it this year. Um, and the thing is, you know, last season we still got what, 24 wins last year. Yeah. And that was with basically the same type of defensive deficiency of not having a great center in the middle, not having any center in the middle. Um, and so if you just kind of extrapolate that and you add better players on the periphery, you talk about, you know, players like J-Dub, um, you know, you, I just think they're either going to equal that amount or go over that amount. And so I think about 27 to 28 wins will be their total this season. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the over as well. I think we'll probably end up in the fifth, just eyeballing it. I think probably mm-hmm. the fifth lottery slot. I think Spurs, Rockets, Pacers, 
Jazz. Yeah. Are things that'll be worse than us. And that's even with me taking the Jazz over, I think. So they could get 27 and we'll end up with 28 or 29 and end up in the fifth lottery spot. Um, and then the Magic and the Pistons right around there with us. So, I mean, look, if we end, if we get near the end of the year and it's between the fifth lottery slot and the eighth with a couple wins, like some plugs are going to be pulled again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it comes down to that, you know. I would love to see I would love to see whatever lottery slot we're in is just like we have like a three game gap on either side and we're just locked in and we're like let's just roll it. It doesn't matter, you know, these games yeah. are truly irrelevant. And which would be funny because it would test Sam Presti's games of consequence thing. If he's like these games are of zero consequence, let's let Shea play because <laughs> it doesn't matter if we win. And 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 here's the thing is we're right back to how we were last season. Mm-hmm. where we're playing, like you said, we're playing teams that the games themselves are of zero consequence as a win. So we're playing, you know, we play Utah in the second-to-last game. We play um, Indiana. We play Detroit before that. Um, so the last <clears throat> the last 10 games of the season, we're playing teams that are going to be battling against us for lottery positions. So Ugh. that's going to be tank, tank wars, man. I hate those games. Yeah, I hate them too, you know. But hey, Jurgis Kalisakis, welcome back. Ten day yeah. contract, baby. Um. So hey, I meant to. So that's it for over unders. I and host fail. I meant to get to this at the top. Um. But if if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our last episode, Alex got a chance to sit down with the mayor of Oklahoma City, um, Mr. David Holt, and it was a really good interview. Um. It wasn't all you know, stumping for the new arena. Although there was a little bit of that. Um, that was, I think that's the kind of the point of him even being willing to do some local media, try to get a one-on-one with the fans so he can try to kind of get his point across about why the Thunder need a new arena. I thought that was really good. Um, how, how did you enjoy it? Do you like talking to him? Oh, I enjoyed it big time, man. Like he's, he's a, like politicians know what they're doing, man. Like he, yeah. like, I was talking to him before the before we actually you know went live with the podcast, and I was like, "Hey, did you did you see the the doc with all the questions on it?" And he was like, "Oh no, I haven't seen that." And he was like, <laughs> "Oh, don't worry, we'll just roll with it." And it's just like you know, it, it, it's that's what politicians do. Like that's their, that's, that's crazy. Their thing. That's what they do. And so he just went into the interview blind and just you know answered all the questions, which I'm pretty sure you know politicians rehearse their stuff and they rehearse sure. what they say. But with that said, still, like, he went into it and was like, okay, let's go. Let's roll. Sure, like, that's that crazy because I, I almost wondered if there was a little bit of behind the scenes, like, um, maybe not editing questions, but, like, rearranging or, or something like that because he was able to just, like, he peppered in his messages and, like, spread them out pretty yeah. well. Like, it wasn't just, like, a, a concentrated portion of, like, okay, here's the points I want to say, and the rest was fluff. It was, like, it was a nice flow to it, and I almost wondered if he edited it a little bit, but he hadn't even look, seen look, the questions. That's crazy. Like, at the end of the interview, if he would have been, like, yo, this is what I do, I would have been, like, right. <laughs> it, it is. No, my only edit is he, at one point, talking about the first Thunder season, he referenced that we went 3-27, and 27, and while that's true... I think he was looking for three and twenty nine, which was the darkest it got. Yes. 
so but that's so I, I think it's acceptable for him to make that little flub. Um I mean it's it's been it's been fifteen seasons, so yeah. But no, he was he was good. I I, I liked him. He seems like uh one of the good ones. You know? He's uh he's very genuine, man. Like he's yeah, you know and you when you meet people and you talk to people, you talk to their representative. You know, you 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 don't necessarily talk to mm. their you know, their real self. Um but you know he did a great job of making me feel like he was being very genuine, very honest. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I've always kind of gleaned from him is, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he's an honest dude. He's a, you know, certain salt of the earth type person. Um, and so I had a great time. I had a great time. Yeah. And, you know, political leanings aside, it's, it, it's nice when somebody on either side of the aisle talks and you're just like, they seem like a good dude or yeah. a good lady, you know, and just like, you you see people are like can't you have can't you like sit down and eat dinner be friends with somebody who you disagree with politically it's like oh, some of them <laughs> you know and yeah. like and yeah he seems like he seems like uh one that people on both sides could probably enjoy a chat with so definitely yeah good guy i like him um so we put out a call pretty late for some twitter questions and we got a few in um a couple from a couple from dylan who just can't can't keep his nose out i'm trying to take over his hosting and he's just like no i gotta get my questions in here <laughs> interloper uh, he's like damn it i'm gonna be involved in this somehow i know oh, and there you go. so man his questions are like full topics like yeah i think really that are. i think that's his uh I mean that was his intent probably. He knows we're here in the in the dead zone of the off season, so he was trying to give us a whole half hour to talk, but <clears throat> so I think his um, little his little question we have to trim like the number of people down completely. I know, yeah, for real. So he asked one about the all star weekend. I think it would be cool if we just save that one. You can we can just do that on a different episode. <clears throat> and then he asked one have you seen Cobra Kai? I have not. Okay, well, I can just I have, handle this one real quick. He asked if the current players were in the show Cobra Kai, what dojos would they represent? The three dojos are Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, and Eagle Fang. Like, Dylan loves these types of questions because yeah. I remember years ago, he did the whole, you know, which player would be, you know, he did the whole which player would be in in which Harry Potter house or which of the, the houses of on Harry Potter. Um, and so, you know, it was it was difficult for me because I had never seen Harry Potter. And so it wasn't until years later that I actually saw Harry Potter with my daughter uh, that I was able to understand a little bit more of what he was referencing whenever he did that podcast with me years ago. I was on that one. Huge Harry oh, Potter. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. We I go. can't wait till... I can't wait till I can get into that with my daughter. I, um, I didn't know if it was you, if it was uh, Chelsea that was on there with us. It was, it was all, it was both of us. We were both on okay. that one. <clears throat> I can't, yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited to, yeah, I want to, I want to do it right. I want to do Harry Potter, the books first with my daughter before we watch the movies. I feel like that's the right way to do it. Good job. And I'm not like a huge, like, Oh, the movies suck. They're not as good as the books. Like, of course they're not, but I like the movies too. Um, anyway, so the the dojos Cobra Kai is do you, do you remember Karate Kid? I mean, I remember Cobra Kai was like they were the antithesis to Daniel Sun. Yeah, so Cobra Kai is like No Mercy, like yeah, 
be brutal and are they still win, like win that? at all costs well they he he's old and he's like a failed ninja guy and then he befriends daniel who's the main character of karate kid and they kind of but then the old sensei comes back and makes them hardcore again um mm. and then he leaves and starts his own dojo called eagle fang um where he's kind of trying to combine the two so i think i think we can just do it like this cobra kai's like hardcore no mercy like win at all costs miyagi do is like team oriented and like find your inner peace and like like do things the right way and then eagle fang is like trying to combine the two okay so here's what i think i think dort and Shay are going to be the only ones that can go Cobra Kai. Win at any cost. Yeah. No mercy. Yeah. Oh, and maybe really? Chet and Chet. I think yeah, Chet. Yeah. Chet has that asshole in him. Yeah. I think everybody else is Miyagi Do, <clears throat> except for Poku, who's Eagle Fang, because he's just like a combination of things that doesn't make sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think so. I honestly think Kenrich would come. To Eagle Fang. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because he's like the leader, like um, what was it Dagnalt said where you grab somebody by the shirt? Is that what was was that the phrase? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. But he also seems like a nice guy. He does. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I haven't um, seen Cobra Kai, so I can't really delve yeah. too much into this. We got one about the first episode of season three of The Boys. Which I haven't seen. Have you seen that? Oh, I have. Yes, I've do, seen do, the do. first two seasons. With the third season, we so my wife and I both really liked the first two seasons. But uh-huh. things are so crazy with the kids right now that every time we like get an hour at the end of the day where we're like, let's watch some TV. It's like, okay, let's watch Who's... something that like relieves stress and makes us laugh yeah. instead, <laughs> instead of like. <laughs> watch people die in bloody fashion do you know what he's talking about though no i don't so basically well well, let me read the question was there anything crazier on tv than the shrinky twink explosion on season three episode one of the boys shrinky twink yes so you know that you know how they talk about like ant-man and they say what what he should have done to thanos okay yeah all right okay so that so okay so i don't want to spoil anything for you but (laughs) let's just say that the boys that you know that universe has their own version of like an ant-man that's able to shrink down to a molecular Mm -hmm. size and then you know expand back up to a normal size human um and he likes to do coke i'll just leave it at that and so (laughs) Because I don't want to spoil anything for you. All right. Um, but well, was there anything there any, crazier? Is there anything? Well, yeah. There's so there's another episode in this season. <laughs> I think it's episode four or five, called basically Hero Gasm, um, where there's a superhero orgy for like half of the episode, and so you see okay. things as they're walking around this house, and yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, stuff that's there. crazy. <laughs> So, so yeah, so I'll go there. With that said, if you have kids, do not watch season three with the kids around. Okay. 
No, but yeah, no, but yes. Um, okay, how many triple doubles will the Thunder have as a team this season? <laughs> and I'm sorry, the shrinky twink question from what was from at the Doug Beck, and then yeah. this one is uh, at Good two bit man child Chris Fullerton. Triple uh, doubles, triple doubles, where they have as a team. So I think they would have had more if Chet, you know, wouldn't have gotten injured. Oh, you think? Uh, it, do you think Chet would have had them? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I think he would have had at least one or two of the point rebound block variety. Oh, the surge triple double. Yes, I do. I really, I really think he would have. Um, but with that said, you know, I think Josh Giddy gets up around. Eight, he had, eight to he 10. had four last year. Yeah, I, I think he gets up to about eight to ten. And then Poku I, had one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Shea has his couple, you know, one or two, three here. So I think together as, as a total, I think I'm going to say 11 as a team. Mm. I'll say – I'll price is wrong you and say 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I get the under. There you go. Uh, all by Poku. <laughs> at the end of the season yeah and then uh last one here and then we'll we'll get y'all out of here i i i thought we might have trouble getting to an hour at this point in the off season yeah i know we're lie. at an hour 15 <laughs> not gonna lie um this one uh friend of the merch at sublime 50 illis one sublime 50 if you could have one piece of memorabilia from the thunders run to date what would you want and why? Uh, he says he would want the James Harden signed credit card receipts from the Miami strip clubs in 2012. <laughs> that's, that that's, or those that that's literally what broke this team apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, that or those sweet CFM boots. I don't know what CFM means. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. Okay, but he means. Kevin Durant's shoes that had the shoes connected to like the socks that went up to his knees. They were all orange. It looked like Daffy Duck. Um, So he wants those boots, I guess. I don't know what CFM means though. Sorry, sub. Those those were nice. Those some nice shoes. Um, So I, my favorite, what do you have a favorite piece of memorabilia that you own? That I own? I own a signed Westbrook jersey. That's pretty good. Um, my favorite is, and it's not signed or anything, but I have this shirt, the fan shirt from game one of the finals, the game we won. Yeah. So that's that's probably my favorite piece. It's in my closet. So <laughs> so what I would love, what I would love would be the uh, the first initial uh, mask that Russell Westbrook wore after Ooh, his face nice. was dented in. I think they were playing Philadelphia. You know, he had that mask on where, like, he dunked the ball one time and it hit his face, and he just he, he didn't even flinch. He just went with it. Um, so, yeah, maybe that signed by him, that would be awesome. That's a good one. That's really good. I I was thinking about this earlier, and I found – I I think all mine are centered around, like, comfortable things I would wear. <laughs> okay. So, so there's this – there's this um, shirt brand, Sportique, who uh. – they have some stuff that was sold in the arena and I had this hoodie from them 
that was just like my favorite hoodie in the world that I lost at some point. And a while back, I saw a picture of the Grizzlies practicing and like Steven Adams was wearing this hoodie and uh-huh. you, I could just see the tag and it was the exact brand. And like I went to their website, I got all excited because I'd finally found the brand and they have like an NBA merch section and they only have like two teams that they're authorized to to make merch for and the thunder isn't one of them but interestingly neither are the grizzlies so i guess the nba teams just have like a direct hookup with them and i'm jealous but i would like a copy of that my old hoodie because <laughs> it's so I just comfortable looked, and I just looked up shoes. uh-oh what is it so i mean according to urban dictionary Okay. <laughs> Always a promising start. Let's <laughs> see. CFM shoes are like very high stiletto heels. Uh huh. CFM means come me shoes. Ah. Oh, come okay. freak me shoes. Okay, I get it. So it's like 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 high leather boots is what he's. There we go. Comparing yeah. Comparing them to. Okay. I can see that. Except they're orange. Funny. Um, all right. Well, you learn something new every day. Well, there you go. Well, so for me, either that hoodie or I guess like along the same vein, maybe a pair of the the shorts from the old navy blue alternates. They had like the thick white waistband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just look super you. comfy, you know. You know what would be cool? <laughs> to get um, the 2008 Summer League jerseys. Ooh, the ones the one that, that just, just had, like the, the the circular just the just ball said Oklahoma, Oklahoma City basketball. They didn't even have yeah. the Thunder name yet. They hadn't picked their name yet. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Just that in a, talk in about a retro zero or thirty five. Yeah, talk about retro and nobody know what the hell you have on. That's a good pick. I would like that. You could we could probably just go get something very similar to that made at some screen yeah. printing shop. Nobody would be able to tell the difference. Probably. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, um, what's our? How do we end this thing? As a <laughs> we usually say, you know. we usually say, um, thank you for listening. Thank Ooh, you for listening. I should have already said something about this. Is we're part of the Believe Podcast Network, or is that in the, one of our drops? That is in one of our drops. The Believe okay. Network. All right. Well, we are part of the Believe Network believe um thank you for listening i have been stephen dolan he has you been, have been alex roig yeah been I, i've always wanted to try that i like when people say that i have been anyway. okay i mean hey um, there's no time like the i present. have been yeah <laughs> might never get this chance again the way this is going <laughs> um so Hoop when you can. When you can. There you go. <laughs> you can. We used to say get vaccinated and all that good stuff, but COVID doesn't exist anymore. We assume you're already vaccinated. Yeah. If you're not, like, come on, get with the program. Um, and, and as always, thunder up. Thunder up. <laughs> I think we fumbled that ball like five <laughs> yards ago. No, we're in the end zone, man. We made it. Touchdown. All right. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. 
Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKCTopicThunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.